Hey everyone, it's Nathan from the Sports Forecasters Podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's quite lengthy, but it's our a recording of our live episode from the NFL Draft. Uh, Nick and I broke down the draft and all the picks, and we announced who won uh, the NFL Draft Challenge. So we hope you enjoy this episode, and we hope you enjoy the draft, and we wish you and your favorite team the best of luck. So Trevor Lawrence, I believe this first season is going to be a lot of growing pains. He'll have early success, just like many rookies do, before teams get the film on him of what the new schemes are and system, because he's coming into a new system with Jacksonville, having Urban Meyer never coaching in the pros. I just think early on, first four, maybe five games, he'll have a very good stat line, ones that rival rookies of the past, and... I think teams will start getting a hold of his patterns and teams like the Titans and Colts who really grind it out will really test his resolve for this season. So for this season, I see it being a tale of two halves and then towards the end, he starts to show his promise again as he starts to figure out the NFL. What do you think, Nathan? Yeah, I think obviously it's really tough for any number one overall quarterback, because you know you're going to a team that needs a lot of help and has a lot of holes. And it's not just at the quarterback position. It's probably at several positions on both sides of the ball and potentially even higher up the chain with coaching and everything. So you, you just there's a lot of new things coming into Jacksonville. You got the new coach. You got, obviously, a new quarterback. They're, they're resetting. And what I see this, I mean, you've seen – some college coaches come from the college of the NFL and succeeded. I think um, um, Pete Carroll is an example. Uh, after he went to USC and came back, and he, and he really gave credit to uh, he really gave credit to um, his time in college and getting to know the players and, and drafting well because of that and, and building his t- team from that. Um, so. I don't know. I, I think Urban Meyer could have success. Um, he's had success everywhere he's gone. So it's not like it's not like you can't you can't assume he won't have success there. So I, I just I see Trevor Lawrence being like a Peyton Manning. First couple years struggling but never giving up, maybe making some mistakes, but that's part of the growing pains as you refer to. But after a couple years of of, of of um, showing that he's legit. Maybe Jacksonville starts to become a place where some free agents want to come and play with him. And um, and then they end up kind of building that. Maybe Ur- Urban Meyer drafts well and gets a lot of young talent. And then it's not like they're in a division that's full of crazy. You know, it's got you got Ryan Tannehill. You got right now Deshaun Watson, who, who knows what his future is looking like. And you got Carson Wentz. So it's it's not like you're going up against Patrick Mahomes for the next ten years. It's not like you're going up against a Russell Wilson or, or or even a Josh Allen for the next ten years. So he's got the potential to to make this team a contender, in my opinion. And I, I could see him wa- winning one or two rings. That's what I see him as probably his max, like a Peyton Manning like player. Um, his 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 low, I you know, it's just it's Jacksonville, and I think that would be his 
the, the biggest hiccup for him is just like maybe Urban Meyer isn't quite ready for the NFL. Maybe Jacksonville is always rumored to, to get transferred or move. Not a lot of people like to play there, you know, so maybe free agents don't come. So I think with those two things in mind, it's going to be really, really difficult for him to – it could be difficult for him to succeed in the NFL. Um, also, Nick, if you have your volume of your TV up, because I think maybe that's causing some of the feedback. I don't know if you can maybe turn that down. That might help. But um, anyway, so that's kind of what I see Trevor Lawrence doing. Um, and I initially reminded the audience on the scoring system here. And um, and so if you get the player and the team, player right in the spot, like the draft order and the team, you get five points. Um, if you get both of those right, you get five points. If you get either one of those right, you get three points. And if you're one away from the slot, you get two. If you're two away from the slot, you get one. So that's how it works. We've got two submissions, uh, AJ and Greg. So we're excited about that. Um, so they're just really, really um, digesting this. And I think Jacksonville's going to take all ten, all ten minutes of this. So um, do you have any other other words about uh, Jacksonville? Well, I like what Rob said about the bus narrative in Jacksonville. I do believe that for Trevor to find that Super Bowl success, level success you're talking about is either going to be a change in the coach or a change in the team scenery for him, for Trevor himself, moving on to another team to find that. So I don't think Urban is going to be that gentleman that takes him to the promised land. Um, Urban just hasn't had that history of sticking it out to have the complete development or stick it out through the process when there's lows. So I think one of the two things budge whether trevor being the franchise guy i would see jacksonville put it on the chips at him if things start to go south and moving on to a coach that would produce that nfl level success for trevor but that's why urban's trying it to see if nfl is meant for him yeah and i think i think the uh, college coaches coming to nfl have the best chance now because I think that gap between how the college game and the NFL games played is getting smaller. Um, you know, five years ago, I felt like that gap was pretty large. Um, it's even five years ago, it's just having a running quarterback seemed to be um, very unpopular and, and didn't seem to be successful. Um, but now these athletic quarterbacks are, 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 are starting to have more success in these past, I would say five to seven years. Um, and um, so having so that that kind of translates to the college style um, football. So I feel like getting these um, really good these really good college coaches into the NFL, I think is maybe now's the time to do that. You know, just simply because I feel like that gap of how the college games play and the, and the professional games played is as much as the gap is much smaller. And so they, I think they'll transition well. And that's why I think it kind of started with Pete Carroll when he got hired 2012. So, I mean, that's nine years ago now. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but just with getting Russell Wilson and just applying that style and more of that athletic quarterback position, I think that that will allow him to, to really flourish in this draft. Or well, flourish in the NFL, and then specifically in this draft, where they can get a lot of players to kind of fit that system. Yeah, and regardless of when the announcements made for Trevor Lawrence to be drafted, it's automatic that 
he's going to be the day one starter, just like quarterbacks have been drafted number one overall, generally speaking, will become that in that day one starter as soon as they walk through those doors. And with this being more of a typical year uh, in terms of off-season workouts and being able to meet together, I, hopefully that's enough time for him to really hone in on the playbook, be able to work with his receivers, his line, and really get a hold of that system. So mm-hmm. I mean, those are items that are going to be huge for this year, where last year's rookies, I felt like, were really behind an eight ball because yeah. of their inability to meet together and develop that rapport with each other before the regular season began. Yeah. So the Jaguar pick is in. Um, they're just, I'm watching the uh, ESPN coverage and they were comparing him to Peyton Manning. I guess he's, he's from Tennessee. Um, uh, he was, he was born a really young kid around the time where, uh, uh, when Peyton was, uh, was playing there in Tennessee. So, um, so anyways, it's a, a, a interesting comparison there, um, uh, that I had there and the fact that he was born there and in Tennessee and grew up Tennessee fan and, that comparison with Peyton Manning. He's, I mean, he's a generational player like Peyton Manning. And, uh, but also, you know, what's really neat about this, this is in, in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, obviously we're both in Ohio. So, um, it's just neat to have, um, um, it's just neat to have it in Ohio here. And, um, looks like Roger Goodell, he got his chair out here from last year. <laughs> so here comes the pick. As we all assume, I don't know, uh, Nick. How are you watching it with me? I am watching it. I'm actually watching it on NFL Network. However, I didn't go with the ESPN uh, option this year. Have they picked it yet? Or I don't. Uh, I'm more curious on the delay. Official Trevor Lawrence has been drafted, and they're showing him in his yeah. house or wherever they have their draft party. Looks like you're about three seconds ahead of me, so you might have to announce it for us. Will do. <laughs> Gotta make up for showing up like Nah, you're fine. Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville. So I mean, like I said before, I think the AFC South is really up for grabs. I think Tennessee is trending the wrong way. Right? Um I I, I think they they had their peak a couple years ago when they went to the AFC championship game. Um but I think they're trending the wrong way, and um, we'll see how they draft. And I mean, it's not like Tennessee's a huge free agent market. Um, the the Texans, like, they don't have any draft picks for like the next five years. They've given them all up, and they may not have a quarterback. Well, I mean, they, they may has they might as well trade Deshaun Watson just simply to get draft picks back because they don't have any, and he doesn't want to be there. So why keep a quarterback that doesn't want to be there and not have future draft picks? So trade him away pending his accus you know all the accusations he's going through and just start just start fresh you might as well start fresh and not have to wait three four years so you get draft picks to start fresh start now so anyways um that those are my thoughts on that um and then and then you got a uh, who's the other team I'm thinking of oh the Colts um obviously a very good team uh they're they they made the playoffs last year but I guess it all comes down to is Carson once the guy. And if he's not the guy and he's a flop, this could be Jacksonville's window to jump in here and, and maybe make some noise. Um, I think the Colts ultimately win the division next year, but Jaguars could easily get that wild card potentially. So 
anyways, let's let's move on. Uh, Jets are on the clock. Um, so, anyways, we all, everyone got five points. Yay! Surprise, surprise. Um, let's jump to the Jets. Uh, presumably, Zach Wilson. Um, I guess my comparison is Josh Allen. I think it's just a, a strong arm, um, a small college guy um, with a strong arm. Just looks amazing when he throws the ball. Um, I think he, he, he gets a little bit too aggressive uh, where he kind of makes some silly mistakes. Um, just like Josh Allen did, especially er- did it in college and early in his career. But, you know, are, are you going to be able to tolerate that, you know, as, as a coach and as a, and then as a coach and be patient with it, the Buffalo bills were patient with it and, and kind of like helped them through that process. So if the jets are patient with them and don't expect success right away, I think I think he could be a Josh Allen type quarterback who obviously is a top five quarterback in this league. Uh, what do you think Zach Wilson can do, and, and who's your comparison? Well, first I wanted just to draw address something that Rob has in the chat here. I do believe that if Deshaun is convicted, that his contract does get voided, or he does they don't owe him that year's salary. It'll be up to the Texans what to do is right. I don't know the ins and outs of that for sure, so don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure. They hold his rights for as long as they want to, but they don't have to pay if he is, if those kind of, if everything comes out on the wrong side for him. Um, In terms of Zach Wilson, it's going to be an interesting scenario. Uh, NFL Network showed this screen up of all their first round picks the last several years from 2012 to current, or to like when Sam Darnold was drafted. And every single player that was drafted first from them from 12 to Darnold has either been traded or has moved on. So that doesn't bode well for a franchise always getting these top end picks and establishing a good franchise. So hopefully Zach Wilson will be that answer and that beacon for players to start to buy into the New York Jets. And hopefully with their new coach, the defensive coordinator from the 49ers, this can establish that franchise to be a more stabilized version of what everyone keeps hoping for so that they can breed success and become a competitive team in the AFC East. So for Zach Wilson, he's really has a lot more on his shoulders than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, just because of the franchise he's playing for the Jets with their lineage and having Joe Namath, the really the, I mean, you've had named quarterbacks, maybe not huge names, but Joe Namath being the last big name. Zach Wilson, unfortunately, has big shoes to fill to try to bring this franchise back on the right track. Yeah, uh, there's a lot more patience in, in Jacksonville than New, than New York. And so that pressure's there. But you just you just never know what's going to happen, right? You we Their coach, uh, Robert uh, uh, Sala, I believe, or... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the defense coordinator of San Francisco. Um, he's he's never been an NFL head coach. You don't know what what's he's how, what, how's how's he going to do, right? Um, and it's a it's a gamble. You don't know, and and so it could be a flop, or it could be he could be the next best head coach that this league has ever seen. You know, and you just don't know. And Zach Wilson, it's just you know, it, it's kind of sucks being in his position because it's like. If he was on another team, his career could be completely different, right? If if, if Sela's not the guy and the Jets organizations just can't get turned around, he's just going to waste years, years, years. Just probably like Sam Darnold, 
did. And I mean, we'll find out if Sam Darnold thrives in, in Carolina, then you're kind of like looking in New York and like Zach Wilson, you're like, uh, Sam Darnold, look how good he's doing. Um, he's going to want out because it's like, I don't want to waste four or five, six years here. So um, it's just be interesting to see. And obviously I'm going to root for the kid. You don't ever want to see anyone, you know, fail, but um, I guess this is the guy to me that I have had the least confidence in just because he's getting drafted to an organization that just hasn't seen any success in a decade, more or less. And so um, they just keep trying and trying and trying with a, a quarterback. So we'll see how it goes. I see the pick is in. Um, we assume it's going to be Zach Wilson here. Um I love the dude. I, I wish him the best, but uh, AFC East is not the best team or the best division. Uh, obviously, Buffalo is great, but I think the Dolphins and Patriots are. I mean, I feel like the Dolphins are quarterback away from being a really good team. Um, Patriots look like they might be rebuilding, so um, I think either of those teams could be really, really good, though. So I think it could be a long road for uh, whoever the Jets pick, and we presume it's going to be Zach Wilson. And it is. It's Zach Wilson out of BYU. So, right, we're yeah, not, right now we got we're five five points and five points, man. We got a perfect store, score going. I I w- hope and hope for a perfect score, but I doubt it will happen just because that's <laughs> the nature of the beast in the NFL draft. It's uh, like picking yeah, the it's like picking the one season the first round. It's like guarantees. Yeah. And with them being talked about for so long and everyone clamoring towards them, it, it just seemed like a foregone conclusion for these two. That's where it would been nice if they didn't try to be so theatrical and in the first minute just announce who you're going to get. We already know who it's going to be. Just move on and let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the nice thing for Zach Wilson is he does not have Adam Gase as his head coach anymore. Yeah. And you, great point. And that's that's something why. So for your listeners out there, I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan. And I was so high on Ryan Tannehill. Everyone kind of like, oh, that guy's a flop, a flop, a flop. But watching the games, I'm like, this guy's really good. It's just the coaching. And he, guess who he had as a coach <laughs> during his peak years in Miami? Adam Gase, right? Adam Gase is not a head coach. And Clearly, every quarterback that goes through Adam Gase is just not fit for him. And so, it's, and then obviously, Ryan Tannehill goes to Tennessee and goes to the AFC Championship. You know, beats out Marcus Mariota, who was the second overall pick. He goes to the AFC Championship. So, it's obviously Ryan Tannehill's talent was there. He's a great quarterback. He's kind of like a Josh Allen type quarterback. So, um, so yeah, I, I hope Wilson goes great. I hope Sam Darnold does great in Carolina. Um, that they hopefully got the right coach there. So, but let's jump to San Francisco. I think the draft starts now. <laughs> what do you think? I think this is probably the first one where we're like, we're not 100% sure who, who San Francisco is going to pick. So who did you ultimately pick here, Nick? I ultimately went with Mac Jones. Uh, I didn't change my mind since we published the broadcast or the broadcast, excuse me, the podcast. Since we, since we published the podcast, I didn't deviate from Mac Jones simply because it's hard to figure out what Shanahan and the franchise wants to do. Um, lots of rumblings were they were high on him, not so much on fields towards the end. And then towards the end, there was a surge for Lance. And then there's the Aaron Rodgers news. 
So it's it's a very mixed bag. And like you said, this is really where the draft begins. This is where really where the guessing begins. It's like, where are teams going to go? And depending on what San Francisco does, really affects the rest of the draft. Who moves up, who waits, where everyone goes, and what they just ultimately decide to do. So that's what makes, honestly, this pick the most interesting of the draft. This really changes a lot of things. Um, after the podcast going into today, I change not a whole lot of my picks. I try to stay stick with the majority of them, but there's quite a few that start shuffling around because if things fall a certain way and with Denver getting Teddy Bridgewater, it just changes the whole dynamic of the draft by one simple move because whoever's high on the quarterbacks that are left, Trey Lance, J- Justin Fields, or Mac Jones, it's anyone's guess who will move up next because of how they have them rated. Um, ultimately, I stuck with Mac Jones. Uh, who did you stick with, Nathan? Yeah, Mac Jones. Um, I just see here in the comments from Kyle Shanahan when he asked, is, is Jimmy Crossbow going to be your starter? first week and he's his, his reply was i don't know, even know who's going to be alive on that sunday it's like way to dodge the question jimmy g is done they're gonna trade him either today tonight or after this draft there's no doubt in my mind so you're gonna pick the most nfl ready quarterback um to me the most nfl ready quarterback is mac jones um simply because he came out of alabama and the last two quarterbacks came out of Alabama are starting in the NFL for our two respective teams. Um, and so I, I feel like that's where he's going to go here. And plus, Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan went to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl. Now, Trey Lance doesn't fit that style. Justin Fields doesn't fit that style. Mac Jones is literally a younger version of Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Pocket quarterbacks, system quarterbacks, um, they're not going to really improv out on the field. They read well. They can read defensive well. Um, and that's what I see that doing. Kyle Shanahan wants the reins. He doesn't want to give the reins to the quarterback. A Trey Lance and a Justin Fields, I don't know if that's going to be a good fit for them. Uh, for him. And I feel like they're, it, that chemistry won't be there. So I feel like he's, he goes with Mac Jones just because – it's going to fit his style the best. So with that all being said, I, I, I do think that's what's going to be like. Now, how's Mac Jones going to do? Well, I think he has the potential to be a Matt Ryan. Uh, he's my comparison. Um, uh, but uh, he's just – I know the last two Alabama quarterbacks that could come out are starting in the NFL, but we really don't know how long they're going to last. Like Jalen Hurts just kind of – did well at the end of the season just simply because he had nothing to lose. Tua and Miami was kind of off and on, and Ryan Fitzpatrick had to jump in and save his butt a couple times. So just when you have the luxury of having two wideouts that are probably going to get picked in the top 10, top 12 on this draft, it's a play for Nick Saban in Alabama. You're obviously going to look very, very good in college. So, yeah, you're passing to wide receivers. I have a 5 to 10 yards separation. You know, downfield, like I could potentially hit those targets. <laughs> so it's they don't. He doesn't have to be superbly accurate. And then he's he's not the quickest guy, right? They're just showing a, a highlight here, trying to escape the pocket, and he, he doesn't move very well. So, but neither did Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo. They got to Super Bowls with Kyle Shanahan. So 
Anyways, that's just my guess. That's where I see him going. I think if anyone's going to flop in this quarterback class, it's this guy right here. It's going to be Mac Jones. Um, what has what has him, get, I guess, given the benefit of the doubt, is he's going to a team that I feel like has a ton of talent. On. And so uh, we'll see how it plays out. Anyways, the pick is in. Uh, any last words before they announce it? It can't be understated that for this quarterback to be drafted, they're going into a good system, a good situation, a stable situation. Uh, yes, a lot of injury concerns came in this last season, but plenty of weapons. You have George Kittle, you have Raheem Morstead, and just a plethora of running backs. Wide receiver may be a little questionable, but I feel like there's always people to be have throughout the free agency and trades and everything like that, or just to be drafted in general. So I yeah. think... If Mac Jones was to be drafted to a team, this would be his best situation to be in just because of the establishment and because he's the kind of quarterback Shanahan wants, a guy that will just follow what he's told to do or that's what the narrative appears to be. So we'll see what's mm -hmm. going on here in just a few moments. Like you said, the pick's in, so I'll be interested to see if what we have thought the last week was, holds true or did we get the smoke screen? Yeah. Uh, you said trade... Uh I, they trade a lot to get this pick, so I don't know if they're going to trade for a wide receiver, but they could get one later in the second, third, fourth round. I mean, a lot of good receivers come out later rounds, so that's always an option. Anyways, Rogers at the podium. Let's see who we got. And I'll say if you know. Trey Lance. Oh. No! They did! They went with Trey Lance. Oh, man. Good Trey good Lance. So now this uh, is proposed. So let's talk about Trey Lance. So is is he going to start right away? Is Jimmy G going to stay? What are your thoughts? In the ideal situation, if Garoppolo is healthy because he did have the ankle injury, I would assume he's healed at this point. Personally, as a franchise, uh, going through those things, it's always nice to have that veteran quarterback there to play so the rookie can learn, especially someone like Trey Lance who – will unfortunately have that chip on his shoulder for not playing in a Power 5 conference. I think it's always a benefit to have, if the veteran's willing to stay around, have them play the first few games, and you get a few preseasons in and get some spot time here and there. I mean, ultimately, you move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe not necessarily this season you unload him, but in the next offseason you unload him, or maybe a trade deadline move until Trey shows mastery of the system. I mean, obviously, a lot of athleticism. He's a guy that had a lot of rumblings towards the end, so uh, big move. So it'll be interesting to see where our, our projected third pick goes now at this point because... Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Uh, do you know what this reminds me of? So Trey Lance... Trey Lance is... Um, he's a... Uh, He's a Patrick Mahomes type level. I, I feel like it's, I'm not saying he's going to be that talented, but I feel like that's that's my comparison is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, big arm. Um, it just He's built like him. Um, he can scramble, but not, I want to say he's the most athletic quarterback. You know, he's not as quick and elusive as I would say Justin Fields. But he just got a, he's just got a huge arm. And and he, he's elusive enough and athletic enough. Um, but... Um, I he's I don't know if he's quite ready. So what I I feel this situation is Kansas City a few years ago when they had Alex Smith and they moved up 
to get um, Patrick Mahomes. And but Patrick Mahomes sat on the bench for a year and then they traded Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes came in and basically dominated ever since. So the fact that I feel like Trey Lance is kind of a Patrick Mahomes type player and I feel like San Francisco might be in a situation that Kansas City was in a few years ago, it kind of makes sense. It obviously worked for Kansas City. Why can't it work for San Francisco? What are your thoughts on that? I... I, I... I like the comparison to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, NFL Network actually gave him a comparison to Steve McNair, which, which I think is ultimately a better comparison right now, early in his career, just because Patrick Mahomes is so red hot in everyone's eyes in terms of ability and what he can do. So I like the Steve McNair comparison right now, early in his career, because I feel like he rely more on that, those legs at first if he gets early action. Hopefully they can get him settled down so he can have a longer career and have more of a Russell Wilson type maneuverability and scrambling ability. But ultimately, I think he'll rely on his athleticism. He won't have the patience for yeah. early on. But we'll see what happens. I, I mean, it's hard to evaluate someone you don't see a lot of just because of how how the television rights go and how what games they play on TV. So we don't. We never saw a lot of mm-hmm. in-game action. We just see a lot of highlight reels and maybe old games that were there. Mm-hmm. And like Rob said, yeah. it made sense for them to go with Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I, all, I I thought those would be the quarterbacks that should have went, but just the hype behind Mac Jones and just Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan how he's such a system-type coach, just Mac Jones seemed to be the fit for that kind of mold of what we saw Shanahan as, as a coach. So maybe this mm-hmm. is turning the page to a new era, just like you were alluding to with Andy Reid. He went from Alex Smith kind of keeping everything to his system to going to Patrick Mahomes, where everything has an initial system to it, but allows room for um, impromptu improvisation. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're, uh, yeah, you're completely right. And I, I just, I don't, you just don't know much about Trey Lance. And there's no combine, no nothing. He didn't hardly play this year. All we have is like really one full season of him. And it's just, it's a gamble for a 49ers team that has a lot of talent. And it, it could work, but I don't know. I just, I was sold on Mac Jones uh, going to the 49ers. Um, but you know what? We have all, we're not always perfect here. But speaking of perfect, our two contestants. Three for three. Oh, geez. impressive. Yeah, we're already getting beat. We got catching up to do. But uh, so we'll see how this goes. Um, so uh, quarterbacks, one, two, and three. Third time in draft history. So it's just interesting. So this is another thing. You look at successful quarterbacks in this league. To me, it's like, obviously, if it's a generational player. Uh, they're going to be good, but you either find that quarterback in later rounds. Like look at, look at the quarterbacks. Now Russell Wilson, third round, Tom Brady, sixth round. Um, or you find these quarterbacks that don't really go to these really amazing powerhouse football schools. Patrick Mahomes went to Texas tech. I mean, yeah, they had a flashy offense, but they were a sub 500 team. Um, even like a, a Dan Marino. I mean, I even go back for the Dan Marino and Pitt. You know, it's just like Pitt's not like a like a, a staple, you know, 
a, a staple uh, a college football program, right? Like what Ohio State quarterback has been amazing in the NFL? What Alabama quarterback has been amazing in the NFL? What besides Tom Brady? He's the exception, but he's the exception because he wasn't drafted high. He was drafted sixth round. Like no one expected him to be good. So outside of him, what Michigan quarterback has been exceptional? You know, it's like Steve Young, BYU, right? Um, Cal. What's up? I said Aaron Rodgers, Cal. Aaron Rodgers. That I was. That's the other one I was thinking of. That was in the league. Aaron Rodgers, Cal. Like, like there's four other. Pac-12 teams, five other Pac-12 teams like USC, Oregon, Washington, right? That are above Cal, right? So these quarterbacks, they're like, you either get them out of big school like Russell Wilson that are late in rounds that everyone overlooked and Tom Brady in Michigan or they're quarter. So like Trey Lance coming out of North Dakota State might be like a Carson Wentz and the Falcons picks coming in here. But then that's why that's better with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, okay, that's a that's a generational player there. I, this is probably the highest the Titans ever been drafted. I don't. I mean, it's got to be. I don't know if you have those those stats on you, Nick. I'm sorry. Stats for what? Oh, the highest the Titans been drafted. I don't, but I can do some quick research for us here. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the guess that a Titans never been drafted in top four. Unless it was like the 1950s, but oh man, AJ and Greg, four for four, doing great. So, um, I think I think this is perfect for them. They don't need to move off Matt Ryan. He was drafted in 2008. He's been in the league for what, 13 years? He's got year. He's got a few years left on him. Play it out. Don't don't draft the fourth best quarterback in this draft class and hope that he's the apparent heir of Matt Ryan, right? Like Mac Jones, Just Fields aren't going to be there. You know. The, more likely than not, they're not going to succeed in the NFL just based off of st- statistics, right? The the fourth and fifth quarterbacks off the board typically aren't going to be us have a successful career. So here you're get you pick the guy that's a sure thing. You pick Kyle Pitts, who's a generational player, uh, a tight end. Obviously, every everyone is leaning towards um, more tight end style offense, anyways. Uh, you got Julio Jones, you got Calvin Ridley. You you get another tight end in there. Uh, uh, Arthur Arthur uh, Smith, their new coach, r- ran a lot of two to three tight end sets when he was an offensive coordinator. So it just seemed it seemed like a right fit there. Um, this this was one of those picks where I was like, yeah, this is I feel real good about this. Um, but anyways, I wanted to. Oh, oh what's your question? Oh, I, no question. I was just going to re- piggyback off your question that you had yeah. in terms of tight ends being drafted over the last 20 years. I didn't go too much farther than that. Over the last 20 years, only two tight ends were drafted close to what Pitts was. And that's with the sixth pick of the draft. You had Kellen Winslow Jr. and Vernon Davis who were drafted the sixth pick of the draft. So mm. Kyle Pitts is the highest pick in at least the last 21 drafts. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I feel like maybe in the 50s or 60s, a tight end could have been picked or something. But 
um, in the modern history, I would say, in the game of football. Definitely the highest. So, Yeah, and like you said, just having more weapons for Matt Ryan. He still has playing in the tank. And what we said in our podcast earlier, as the Falcons, when you have Matt Ryan, do you really want to settle for the fourth best quarterback in this draft based on everyone's draft boards? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. That's a waste of pick. Yeah, they were thinking about trading down, I've heard, but the the price was never right. Like, like Kyle Pitts, he's gonna be legit, and you stick with him. Um, I think I think what he does though is gives Julio Jones, which they may trade, <laughs> to be honest, if the price is right. Uh, but if they don't trade Julio Jones, it's just I know Matt Ryan getting it to ball Julio Jones has always been a struggle. He says of late, having a a, a strong tight end presence especially going up the middle of the field or just doing an out route to maybe bring the safeties down to keep them, you know, you know, make sure they're, uh, you know, they're not cheating up top to cover uh, Julio Jones. Just have that threat there where it's going to force that defense to like respect that, that uh, tight end um, either going up the middle or doing a flat route. Um, and they'll have to adjust, which may give Julio Jones a, a one-on-one opportunity going deep or doing a post route, right? Which I, I see that being more of the the benefit to Atlanta is just being able to get the ball to to your star receiver more. Um, and then, if, but if they don't change and they keep double teaming him, then Kyle Pitts is going to get the ball all day because he's just gonna he's gonna get he's so fast for a tight end. He's just gonna get guarded by a bunch of linebackers if they don't bring safety or quarterback help on him, right? There's linebacker, and there's no way linebackers gonna be able to guard him. But if they bring some safety help, you got Julio Jones and Ridley one on one with their corners, and Julio's pretty tall. Corners aren't so tall. I mean, Julio's gonna win that battle every day. So this is a great pick. Um, I like I like this. I mean, the Falcons aren't far from going to the Super Bowl. Um, if they got this coach right, they could sneak in a wild card. Tampa Bay is gonna win this division. There's no doubt. But New Orleans. They're probably going to take a turn south, right? They're going to have Jameis Winston or tight end as their quarterback. And Carolina, mm, I'm not sold on them yet. Falcons, they got talent. They got the coach right. They definitely got the pick right. I think they're. I think they might do well. So, um, any last thoughts there? It looks like the Bengals pick is in, but we're at a commercial on my on my end. Yeah, Rob wasn't too happy about that. Rob's on our chat here and. Hoping they go with Jamar Chase. We both think they're going to go Jamar Chase. Keep that LSU connection going because I'm sure Joe Burrow's <laughs> been politicking for it and clamoring for it. And the Bengals want to keep Joe happy. They want to keep him yeah. in Cincinnati. So I do think Jamar Chase is where they end up going. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, like Nathan said, I think offensively the Falcons are there. It's the defense that I worry about. Last season they had a big problem with keeping leads and keeping teams from coming down back from down 28 points. So that... I don't think they address that as well, but the later rounds, Falcons may yeah. have some moves that help bolster that defense, and there may be some diamonds in the rough there or injuries that happen that some players were just kind of forgotten about. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. right. Oh, sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and also you don't know who opted out because of COVID on the Atlanta side. I don't think very many did or not. not no name that was very uh, well-known. Marquee, I should say. Yeah. It's... Um, Gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, when when you blow leads, uh, that's not defensive fault. That's not offensive fault. That's coaching fault to me. And 
which is why I think the Chargers could be a legit team next year. They if they just won their games that they lost by seven points or less, um, they're a twelve and four team or thirteen and three team, I think. So it's that that's just coaching. Right, you just change coaching. You, you're winning those games, not losing those games. I think Falcons—they blow, they blew so many leads last year, so many leads. So, I think a coaching change changes that more than a couple defensive draft picks. I think their defense is good enough; they could bolster it a little bit, but it's not like it's in pieces. So, um, anyways, oh, sorry, Rob, about your Cincinnati, uh, but um. I don't know. Uh, they, I, you're right. I think the media has been kind of wondering if they're going to take swell here, but yeah, they're going to get Jamar Chase. And my draft board, I have three young quarterbacks getting three wide receivers that they played with in college. I think that is so important. You know, people think, oh, you, these young quarterbacks need offensive line. They do. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like how the game is played, especially since the college and the NFL game is so close now. The best thing you can do for a quarterback that's in a new place, in a new, a completely new place, with completely new coaching staff, uh, figuring out life as a 20 year old, 21 year old. And, you know, it's hard on top of playing in the NFL. Give him something that he's familiar with. Give him something that he's comfortable with. Give him something that just gives him that like relief of like, ah, I know you. We, we did so well together. And that, that itself, will just give that quarterback confidence and like, okay, I can do this because they know they have some familiarity there. Like the, I got Jamar chase here, you know, it's just like, I know him. We, we broke records together in college and just having that gives him that confidence. I feel like, you know, going, going above and beyond, but I don't trust Cincinnati per se. So we'll see here. The selection is Jamar Chase for, for Cincinnati. Yeah, good. Uh, Rob said that's never happened really in NFL for a top receiver and a top quarterback team up long term. Yeah, you're right. It hasn't. But I think because the games have been played so differently for so long and that um, it's just the opportunity, obviously, it's it's hard to come by. Uh, but I feel like how the, the just in the last five to ten years um, – that the talent, the wide receiver and quarterback position, you're, you're able to do this now because these teams that graph a quarterback, they're not really good right away and they get a top pick the following year and they can get that receiver maybe that they played with. And so I, I think this is, I think this is perfect. And I suspect this is going to happen with dolphins and the Eagles. I think dolphins are going to get Waddle. Um, and I think the Eagles are going to get Smith team up with former Bama wide receivers. Just, these two young quarterbacks, they need that familiarity. They need that. Just it gives them that confidence that they need. All right. What are your thoughts here? I think had this happened 10 years ago where Jamar Chase opted out of the season, I think he would have been behind a huge um, hurdle that, that he needed to overcome. But because of all the training and everything available to the players, especially with this COVID-19 era where I'm sure – him and his agent had things worked out to where he had training and everything like that. There may be some football rust to take off at the beginning of training camp, but I think overall him looking at LSU season, him sitting out that year was the best for his pro career for him to do. I'm not a fan of players sitting out, but in his case, LSU was pretty abysmal last season. So for him to sit out and save himself for the NFL and hopefully have that great career and that productive career with his number one guy, Joe Burrow, 
Hopefully both of them can get on the same page early, like you said, get the system down, and hopefully Joe Burrow comes back fully healthy to get him the ball. That can't be understated either of what is ahead for the these two to hopefully make NFL history. Yeah. They can get an offensive lineman later. Like this this to me was you have to do this. You have to. And I think I think Dolphins have to get Waddle here. Like there was room they're gonna trade out of this. Uh, the pick is in. They get, they put it in right away. They knew who they're gonna get. It's it's gotta be it I mean it could be Smith. Like I, I'm not gonna it could be it could be Devontae Smith. But they're gonna get a Bama wide receiver here. I mean, do you disagree with that? I don't disagree with that. I think the Dolphins trying to build that rapport. They want Tua to succeed. They've when they didn't pursue Fitzpatrick too much or signed another quarterback. They were saying we're going to commit to Tua. So how do you commit to Tua? You get him that wide receiver because mm-hmm. players are more connected now than ever before with social media accounts and recruitment trips and everything of those sorts. They're more connected with each other now, and they have those bonds so where. They want that familiarity. They want their group together. Mm-hmm. They want the band together. So mm-hmm. I think Dolphins do go with a Bama receiver. I I projected Waddle to be ahead of Smith. And so we'll see what ends up com- ultimately coming of that pick. But I know you had alluded to you thought the Dolphins might have traded out. Ultimately, why did the Dolphins decide not to trade out, in your opinion? Uh, I think because they... They don't want to. Well, probably the price was never right. I don't know. It's it's rumors. Maybe they weren't even going to trade out. But um, I thought maybe they jumped. They go down to nine because I. Th- oh, I know why. I ultimately decided this. I, I I thought maybe they jumped down to nine and let Broncos trade up to maybe get a quarterback. But once I saw Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater, I'm like, well, the Broncos are going to trade up now. So I, I ultimately said, well, the Dolphins are going to stay in the spot because. Like at the end of the day, I felt like, wait, they're going to get quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And then I don't think a bunch of quarterbacks are going to get drafted. Right. So I think Mac Jones and Justin Fields are going to fall here a little bit. And you're going to see a bunch of wide receivers come off the board. You may see some offensive linemen come off the board. So, um, so it's just like, just sit there, you know, just, you're not going to get, if someone's not going to get, get a quarterback, you're, they're not going to give you a, a high offer, right? It's it's like, oh, we're going to trade up to get a wide receiver. Oh, we're going to trade up to get an offensive lineman. Well, they're not going to trade as much as they would if they're going to get a quarterback, in my opinion. So, um, anyway, I think I think Smith could be this a super talented player. I think he could be. Uh, like a Deshaun Jackson, a Deshaun Jackson, but he's like a, I think he would be like a swift army knife um, for any offense and like a slot receiver or a runner. You could do a lot of cool stuff. I feel like with someone like Smith, I think Waddle is just more of an NFL ready quarterback. And I feel like he's a little, I feel like the potential and the ceiling of Waddle, it may not be as high, but that doesn't mean Smith will get his potential or high and Waddle may always be better, but Waddle and Smith are both short receivers. They're not, they're not awfully tall. Dolphins have two receivers, six, three or taller. So I think the Dolphins need a shorter guy, kind of quick, good route runner slot guy. Waddle and Smith does both of that. Um, so I don't know. I just, it seems like Bama quarterbacks really love Smith. I looked at the stats the past two years. Smith has just dominated the reception yards. Waddle did it. Judy didn't rugs. Didn't. But Smith did. So I don't know the reason behind that, but 
maybe he just gets really good separation or just the college style and he's able to just get the ball more just because he's quick and elusive. But I feel like one big hit by a 250-pound linebacker, boom, that guy's going to snap in half. <laughs> yeah, Rob, I would say Tyreek Hill, I don't know the official stat, but I want to he's definitely under six foot. I do know Tyreek Hill's that. I would have to but look he's at Bill. He's got, he's Bill. Like that guy is strong. Smith is 160. Tyreek's probably 210. 5'10, 185 pounds, Tyreek Hill. Well, and that's All right. Wikipedia. So. Dolphin, Dolphin pick, what is it? It is Waddle. They went yeah. with Waddle. Good pick, good pick. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm okay. Dolphins fan, I, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways. I, oh, he's like, I mean, Waddle. Yeah. For the Hill comparison, ah, I. Tyree kills just freaky fast. I, I don't know if I would, I don't know if Hill's the best comparison there, but um, maybe I hope he, I hope he's like a Tyree kill. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, Hill's just an animal. He's a machine. It's just, I mean, he's, he's short. He doesn't really have great hands, but he's so fast and he's so strong. And it just, he gets that separation. So let's see here. How do we got, I got, all right. So I got Waddle. Did you pick Waddle? I did pick Waddle. I went with Waddle. Yeah. I was saying that during the podcast, too. I didn't move from that one. Yeah. Or, I had Chase, and when I moved Chase, then I moved Waddle up to the Dolphins. I, I ultimately had the Dolphins going with a wide receiver because I believe they need to get two of weapons, get them some guys that are explosive, that yeah. can get separation, get open quick. So this is where I'm – oh, the pick is in for the Lions. Gosh. So I had projected a trade here. Obvious. Oh, they're they're comparing him to Tyreek. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyways, I had a tra- I had Washington trading up to get Trey Lance here. Which I never, is, I'm sorry. I I just I was just going to say I never felt like Washington is going to make that jump. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I. It, this is like picking those upsets in the in March Madness bracket. You know, you just there's going to be things you just didn't expect, and this was the thing I wanted to do. It's just like. And this is what was my reasoning. Ryan Fitzpatrick's not the future, but he's clearly shown he's so good with young quarterbacks. So if I was Washington, I'm like, get that franchise quarterback, put him under the wing of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And what people are saying, the most unready quarterback is Trey Lance. So it's like, have Trey Lance sit for a year or two, basically being what the Kansas City, what Kansas City was, right? Just be under a guy for a year or two and then come in and start. You know, Rifus Patrick has clearly shown that's what he's good at that. And so, um, anyways, that's why I decided to make that jump. Obviously, there was no rumors about it, but whatever. I I, I did it anyways just because sometimes those things happen out of the blue. And I just, I wanted to predict that. But clearly, I'm wrong. It's probably going to cost me this competition. But it was still fun. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it happens. And I, I will say something you alluded to with the Lions. I feel like from the Lions on, trades are on. Like, I don't, once Miami did not make a move when this draft started, I didn't think there was going to be a move. And it's easy to say that now that it hasn't happened. But I felt like from the seventh pick on, there was going to be that maneuvering for those that want the Justin Fields or the Mac Jones. Although yeah. Mac Jones, I feel like at this point, will fall far, way farther than what we thought. He may be the one that goes towards the bottom of the first round. But we'll see what happens here, obviously. We'll have the yeah. strap to see that. But this is the point 
in the game where I feel like whoever's going to go for that Justin Fields is going to start looking to make those calls, make those moves, see wh- how far they need to move up to make yeah. that happen. And Lions are clearly rebuilding. I mean, they've been rebuilding forever, but now they're clearly rebuilding. I'm Matt Stafford. And when you rebuild, you just want to accumulate draft picks, in my opinion. It doesn't matter where. You just you just want to get as many draft picks as possible because they're not all going to pan out. So if you only have five, six, or seven, one or two will pan out. But if you have 10, four or five will pan out, right? So to me, it's just like you're rebuilding. It's like Lions just trade down. You don't even know if the seven picks can even pan out. Trade down, get like three more picks, four more picks, and then you know at least one or two of those are going to pan out. So that's kind of also I was thinking why the I feel like the Lions would trade down because of that because um, they're rebuilding. Like, I feel like the Broncos aren't rebuilding. Like they just need a quarterback, which they could go after Aaron Rodgers now. Who knows, <laughs> right? Um, I feel like Panthers are on on Sam Darnold, and they're not going to trade down just because I feel like Sam Darnold could be that guy, and they just need a, a really an offensive lineman. I think their defense is somewhat decent. So, um, anyways. Um, I was watching some of Jalen Waddle's highlights. He's a really good route runner. Um, so, I mean, we have Devontae Parker, who he I think is a stud. Um, and then Paxton Williams, who was out almost the entire year. He's 6'5". Devontae Parker, 6'3". Paxton Williams, 6'5". Jalen Waddle, who played with Tua in Alabama, is like 5'11". I, I mean, this is crazy. I think, I think this is really good for Miami. I mean, he, there's... Tua, like you have everything you need. It's up to you at this point. Yeah, and for the Bengals in terms of getting edge or an offensive tackle, I I hope for the Bengals they start building an offensive line because the big thing is, yes, you have Jamar Chase now and Joe Burrow, two great offensive weapons, but you need to give Burrow time to get that ball to Jamar Chase. And for the Lions, I... With them rebuilding, starting over, this new regime, where are they going to go with it? I said Sewell is who they end up going with because I just feel like this start the whole process, get it all going. Because you're, you're stuck with Jared Goff for now. You're not going to be able to release him too quick without giving up a bunch of money, which for the Lions, I don't think you want to put yourself in position to have a bunch of dead cap. You want to try to work your way through those bad contracts or those contracts that you're not completely married to and work your way to having that position to get the next guy. And so I, I look for them to get Sewell in this position. I didn't have them trading out. I had them staying put to get the top offensive lineman in this draft, or many project to be the top offensive lineman of this draft. So I hope it's Sewell. That way they can start building those foundational pieces, because I being where we are in Ohio, we real quick right line. Yeah. I'm sorry. I could Go see ahead. them getting a quarterback. I just wanted to say it before they picked it. I could see them getting a quarterback here. And they go with Sewell. Do they? Right. Yep, they went with Sewell. Oh my gosh, Greg and AJ. I don't know. You guys need to get on like. A, I mean, literally. I mean, I, I mean, you've only missed one. This is yeah, crazy. I'm gonna miss uh, one. I feel like <laughs> I I went well, a little risky on top, this. Top five or six, I think is like. Um, you can you basically know it. I had Sewell going next, so I get t- I get two points at least. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah. But All Greg right. and AJ. Well, I think I think now is where the drafts. St- I mean, the drafts start at 49ers, but like 
Panthers Broncos quarterback no quarterback you I mean Panthers Broncos you got two quarterbacks sitting there what do you do if you're Carolina you feel the call you made the move to take Darnold um I think you take the call like you were saying with Detroit they go in with that similar scenario they take the call from New England or whoever wants to move up to take one of those two Fields or Mac Jones, take that call, get some extra picks, maybe a bonus second round, or I don't know how the logistics will work out or what you'll get. But I think that's the time for Carolina to start rebuilding because they weren't too far off with Teddy Bridgewater. I know they've lost a few of those receive their receiving core. They kept DJ Moore, but they lost Curtis Samuel and um, Robbie Anderson. I believe is still on the roster, but you have Christian McCaffrey returning. So I think. Build that roster up. Don't, um, and I'm mostly saying it so I can be right, but I think <laughs> I think them listening to those calls would be their best move because they're in a similar d- position as Detroit. They're really rebuilding and trying to get that move to be that contender in their yeah. division. And you want to rebuild, you start with the offensive line. You know, that's you, that's where you start. Um, I don't think Panthers get a quarterback here. I really don't. Um Oh, I don't think so either. I think they but, either trade or they go for our offensive line, like you said. But since Mac Jones is still on the board, I think Broncos pick up Mac Jones now at number nine. So I think Panthers, they're going to get... I think they can go corner. I think they could get Sertain or J.C. Horn. Or they're going to get Slater out of Northwestern. That's who I think they're going to get now. I mean, I had to get any Sewell. But whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, if I mean, you're still good in that regard because you had him only going one pick after what he actually went. So in the contest rules, you're still good. Yeah, still good. I think. Um, oh, gosh. I think they go with Horn or Slater. You got you got Horn. No, do you? No, that's not. That's not you. you I, do, I do. Oh, you have fields going here. I have fields going here in a New England trade, but it looks like time is running slim, so I don't know if that happens. I had them take an A cornerback, but based on them trading with New England, I thought yeah. the ones that you mentioned would be the ones, if they stay in the position they should go for. If they drop back like I was saying, then I said Greg Newsom is probably the one that's left for them to go after for a defensive back, but if they stay where they're at, yes, Horn and Sertan, Sertain, excuse me, would be the ones to go for, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, oh, I, I, what they do here? I I I, I, uh, I misspoken before. I had uh, or AJ had or one of our competitors. He had Patriots trading up to seven against Justin Fields. So he didn't get any points there. And he has Chargers trading up at number eight to get JC Horn. That's very interesting. So hey, I think Horn could very possibly go here, um, and he would get three points just for picking him in the right position, but the wrong team. My guess is Slater. And that's what I originally had, and then I started trying to play the whole trade game. And once I had them trade down, then Slater is off the board at that point. So that's what I said on our podcast. But when you start changing your mind and looking at things, sometimes you're messing with the wrong thing. But Mm -hmm. if I didn't, then the first seven picks wouldn't have ended up how they did for me. So it is what it is. Their pick is in, so it does not appear there's a trade unless they like want Roger to get that to go up there and say, "Hey, we have a trade going on." Exactly. 
Oh, man. It's good stuff. Oh, Rob, you have Saints moving up to take field. So I heard Saints are going to move up, but I heard they're moving up for a cornerback. Not a quarterback, cornerback. Um, that was the rumor I was hearing as well. And and that would make sense with them. They want to try to have Jameis and Taysom. They want, they want to give them the vote of confidence, air quotes, since they're both competing for it. But... Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe Rob has better insider knowledge than what we hear just hearsay. You know, I think Jameis Wilson could be yeah. a solid quarterback. I think he wasn't fit to turn around a losing franchise in Tampa Bay, but I think he could be a good quarterback in a very solid franchise with weapons like New Orleans. You know, and I think, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I argue in that Buccaneers playoff loss that he had the best throw of the game for the Saints on that trick bomb play that they had. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have the Saints moving up to take fields. Total guess the personal anguish of ten years of Andy. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You could be a Cleveland Browns fan, Rob. So. I know things are looking bright for them. Um, you know, I, I, I sit here. I guess let's talk about th- why not. Let's why not talk about this right now? As we're waiting because we're running out of things to talk about. Oh, the pig is coming in. We'll talk about it after this. Ah, oh my gosh, he's reading it off. I'm muted at this point on my side. JC Horn, you got it, Nathan. JC Horn, Greg McCullough, you are on fire. So, I'm one pick off, so I got some points on that. <laughs> I had Saints getting Horn. I had Horn going here, and I changed my mind. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nick, did you get any points? I'm sorry. I got to look at yours. Uh, yeah, you had, you had him going next, so you I get two points, next. right? Yeah. All right. Um, Greg, I mean, Greg McCullough right now, he, um, he obviously has some insider information. Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Penny Swell, JC Horn. I mean, he's Greg, if you're listening, just um, we'll send you the invite as soon as possible. You can be on our show next week. I don't know. You can't lose. I mean, you've got two, three, four, five. I mean, you got the first eight picks spot on. That's amazing. Um, and then AJ, I think, what did he do here? He picked Horn. But he had him going to the Chargers. Ooh. So he gets three points. He yeah. gets three. That's respectable. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about this. Why did all of a sudden J.C. Horn surpass Patrick Sertain the second? Um, J.C. Horn, what I heard about him is he's a good run stopper as well as he has good coverage skills. Where Sertain is more of the outside coverage. He's strong in the outside coverage skill set. So that, that was the blurb I kept hearing about was JC's versatility and run support and coverage, where Sertain was more in the coverage aspect is where he was stronger. Yeah. But I- so one thing I like, one thing I always look at is this like is there is there a top prospect nearby a college? And so the fact that he went to South Carolina, that's why I was thinking maybe Carolina 
would pick J.C. Horn because they needed a cornerback. They, they needed one bad. And I wonder if they would have picked Sewell here if he was available. Uh, but they decided to go with Horn because they need both of those super bad. And that That's probably what they had. We're like, all right, we had Sewell. We had Horn. If one of them's picked, we'll take the other one kind of thing. You know? And it's just, I, I, I originally had Horn here, but then I had Sewell dropping to them. So, whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah, Broncos are on the clock. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and Rob brought up a good point. Sertan was more of a man-to-man, especially with the Alabama defense. I'm sure they left their corners, not on the island per se, but like they just trusted their coverage because of their stud athletes they seem to get every year. While Horn, he he's suggesting, is more of the zone guy, which if that's the case, that makes sense for Carolina to have a zone type guy. They don't have any defensive studs on their side anymore. Uh Luke Kinkley, or yeah, Luke Kinkley retired a few years ago. So for Carolina, they're really trying to find that defensive identity. They just they have a bunch of guys, which isn't a bad thing. They just have a bunch of guys with no real marquee names. So his own defense, if that's Horn Strong suit, would be make complete sense for him to be in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Um. The Broncos. Uh, all right. So I have I have the Broncos getting that Micah Parsons on Penn State linebacker who's h- highly thought of. Um, but with Mac Jones on the board, I think they go Mac Jones, which, you know what? Oh, AJ has Broncos getting Mac Jones. Let's just see what Greg has because he's, you know, he already seems to know everything. Uh, Greg has... The Broncos getting Devontae Smith. Mm. I don't know if I agree with that, but you know what? I can't disagree with a guy that's perfect. So <laughs> um, I'm with AJ here. I think they go Mac Jones. He's on the board. I'm not, I told you this before. I look at the quarterbacks that go through Denver, right? Since Peyton Manning, they've all been non athletic pocket passers. Right. And so Justin Fields doesn't fit Denver to me. Mac Jones does. Kind of like, I mean, it's the same reason what I said about San Francisco and why I thought they would go Mac Jones and not Trey Lance, because that's kind of what Kyle Shanahan wants. Looking at the history of Broncos and what they go for, I mean, if Mac Jones was on the board, now I would get him. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. But they got. They got Teddy Bridgewater. They got Drew Locke. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Absolutely, Rob. I, I agree with that. A lot of teams, especially when you get in the later rounds, I feel like it's going to be more about your fit of the team more so than the player. So a lot of times you can just f- fall in love with a player as a fan, but that's why the GMs and coaches are paid infinitely more than what we are in terms of that, that they go by their scheme more so. And that's what gives some of these players a higher value than what we perceive that player as just based on player versus player, as opposed mm-hmm. to how well do they fit in the scheme? How familiar are they with that scheme? So mm-hmm. that that's a big thing, especially with these teams trying to get those one or two pieces. I feel like when you get to those playoff, those teams that made the playoffs and made deep runs in the playoffs, that's where they start going with, they might go with best available player over their scheme in some instances. 
like we talked about in our podcast with Tampa Bay, they will probably, I feel like they're going to go with, yeah, something that's a need, but best available player as will take precedence over that. Mm-hmm. They show both Mac and Justin. They're not on. They're not on their phone ready to get picked. <laughs> it's funny, but uh, um, maybe they will get Devontae Smith. Who knows? But uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I feel like what really hurts Justin Fields right now is a Ohio State quarterback that was that started before him that dropped and dropped and then ended up being a flop. Dwayne well, Haskins. He didn't even finish his rookie contract before he got cut, so that's never a good sign. That's never a good sign. I mean, it's the same system. I mean, he, even though Urban was there, it was Ryan Day as offensive coordinator. Um, and Urban Meyer claims that Dwayne Haskins was the greatest quarterback prospect he ever had in college. Now, I thought he was going to flop. He, he's a... You got, you got the best offensive line. You got the best wide receivers. You're going to... Like, he really was that accurate, in my opinion. And he telegraphed everything. He just stared down receivers. It was uh, exhausting to watch. But anyways, um, I just feel like that doesn't help Justin Fields because people saw Dwayne Haskins be like, oh, do we want to draft another Ohio State a quarterback high? It's not like Ohio State, you know, creates a bunch of NFL-ready quarterbacks. So I think that hurts Justin, in my opinion. And that's why I think he falls. Um I ultimately have him going to the Chicago Bears, believe it or not. Um, I think I think the Patriots ultimately get their hands on Jimmy Garoppolo. So the pick is in. See if uh, Greg's perfect streak can continue. See if they go quarterback. It's so. A lot of patience. Yeah, they're walking up the podium right now. Why do they talk to the guy on these guys on the chair? Uh, they're supposed to be a super fan, I believe, or okay. like that's what they were saying with the Jacksonville or special. Fans. I'm not sure. Uh, my TV's muted, so they went with Patrick Sertain. Patrick, Sertain. I had him going to pick man. Him. Oh well. I have Patrick Sertain going next, at least. No, did I? Uh, yes, we did. We I did. did. So I get. We both get two points. Um, there goes the perfect streak, but well in the lead, he has almost they, a victory. Did they need? Did they need a quarterback? I, I believe they do. I they no longer have Chris Harris. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of his name now. Um, Akib Talib. He he left the team many moons ago. So I believe their secondary is just kind of had holes and a lot of mock draft boards I've looked at have had something defensive going it after the trade yesterday. So I, the fact that they went with a defensive back isn't completely surprising, but there was talk about Parsons, like you were saying. So it, I mean, Broncos are just, I feel like trying to shore up the corners because John Elway always wants to produce that competitive team. And I'm sure last season just grinded at him so badly with, the quarterback production he did get. It'll be interesting to see what the Cowboys do at this point. Do yeah, they- no crap. Um, it's just we've all, all four of us, me, you, and our two competitors, all had Sertain going next pick. Um, th- there's no way they go wide receiver. They're loaded there. They have to go defense, right? 
one would think I could see them. They could go offensive line. line. They could go Slater. They could go Slater. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, I could see them going offensive line simply because Travis Frederick retired last year. Or was that this year? I can't remember now. But Travis Frederick Frederick retired. And then your, um, oh gosh, who's their offensive tackle? He's always hurt. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head right now. I'm. I, I know who they're going with. Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker. Sean Lee retired. Sean Lee was a Penn State linebacker. It's got to be Micah Parsons. He's kind of. Yeah. It's got to be right. I mean, they need defense. I think more I, than the second best offensive tackle. I'm hoping not because I was hoping the Eagles would take him, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> hey, you got to let your bias leave you when you do this, man. <laughs> I, I I I can, except when it's a division rival, then I can, then I can hold on to it just a smidge. But yeah. yeah, ultimately, I think Dallas does go with defense, or should if they if they don't, it should be an offensive yeah. line. I had so I had Micah Parsons going to Denver, Patrick Sertain going to the Cowboys. Um, I'm convinced those are swapped now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm convinced. I've convinced myself. I don't think they go Slater. I don't. Maybe ah, oh, they could. They could. But to seeing the only reason is because he broke his ankle last year. <laughs> so I can guarantee you, though, Dallas Giants and Philadelphia will not swap with one another. So we can safely say if there was a trade, it would not be any of those three trading with one another. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely not. Well, the, the Saints didn't get into the top 10. Uh, at, um, at the moment, I I had I them trading up to eleven, though I had them going Giants, chain with Giants, but with Horn and Sertain off the board, I mean they could go Farley, but he's got injury problems. Right, I I had him dropping because of that back surgery. I'm as a football as a football team, the last thing you want your player coming in with is like major back issues having to have surgery on it and stuff i know injuries happen all the time uh, acls mcls and whatnot but back is i mean an essential part and if you're already getting surgery on it and you haven't taken a hit as a pro or made a tackle as a pro it, it will make teams leery and they don't want to mm-hmm. oh a trade dallas did trade i would now because i bet they were after patrick Sertain. But they trade with Philadelphia. The one thing I said that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sports forecasters are not forecasting very well. Um, We're looking at okay, America, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, what do the Eagles do? Do they get Smith? I, I, me personally, I would. I, I think they fear Cowboys. Or yeah, okay, they get Farley. They get an edge. I maybe they fear Giants would get Smith, so they jumped above above them. I bet they go Smith. Hopefully, yeah. I wonder if they did get worried because the big thing was Giant. Everyone was saying the Giants were going to go Smith, so maybe that's what they do. They get that wide receiver combo like you were talking mm-hmm. about before. Yeah, and I mean, I think Cowboys were like. I bet their eyes are on Sertain. I, their eyes are on Horn or Sertain, and they're both off the board. And so they're like, listen, uh, Eagles want offense. Giants want offense. Let's just trade down two, get an extra pick or two, 
and get the same guy that we that we that's left on the board instead of overdraft him by a couple picks. Uh, I'm probably it. completely wrong in that assessment, but you know what? It's fun to. So the Eagles pretend. gave up their third round pick to move up two spots, which as many holes as the Eagles had, I don't know if that was the best move. But if this is the guy they're sold on that they really feel is going to be that needle mover for them, yeah, then you make that move. Like Rob said, I, I agree with what Rob's analysis was. Giant, they knew Giants were going to go with or they felt like Giants were going to go with the same player they wanted. Yeah. So they made the move to get ahead of them, which if that's the case, everyone that I was kind of looking at and hearing from were thinking they were going to go Devontae Smith. So that would lead me to believe the Eagles are going to do that. Yeah. I mean, he's a Deshaun Jackson type player. Uh, you know, Deshaun had a really good career in, in Philly. Um, I uh, That's my comparison. So, um, yeah, I think this is where they're ultimately going to go because why would you trade up two spots? Obviously, you, you, you got your guy in mind and you feared that the two in front of you were going to pick him, right? So, um, yeah, well, Eagles, usually they turn, usually around the third rounds when they get a linebacker or a guard or something like that that ends up getting playing time because we can never stay healthy with those positions. So that's why I kind of not covet the third round pick, but it's usually one that ends up being a producer before the end of the season due to injury concerns more so than talent. So, yeah, I think Micah Parsons, they're showing him now on TV. Um, I guess Giants are next. I mean, I have Saints jump up. If Saints decide to still jump up, I feel like a Micah Parsons would be good there for them. If not, I think Micah Parsons drops the Cowboys at 12 now. Yeah, oh, man. Be, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see if the Saints make a move. Um, Patriots are being, being very Patriots-like, even though we were thinking they might. No, they're not yet. trading up. No, I thought they might early on, but at this point, they're not going to. They're going to stay put. I, I've in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're going to take a quarterback. If a quarterback falls to them, they may take him. If not, they're like San Francisco. What do you want for Jimmy G? Like they love Jimmy G. No one's going to trade for Jimmy G. Then New England, they're probably going to give him the best offer. I feel like that's where New England's going to go. A quarterback. Why take the fifth best quarterback off the board? You know, when you got the guy that you drafted that was going to be the the replacement for Tom Brady, obviously not wanted in San Francisco. It's just, it makes sense to me. Yeah, Rob, I, this, this draft class, there wasn't an edge rusher I was super high on. Mm-hmm. Um, Quiddy Pay from Michigan was the one I have the highest going, and I don't have him going until Miami's second first round pick, just. It's just none of them do seem elite. Like you said, it's just some, many of them, it seems like injuries were a concern. Uh, Phillips from Miami, he seemed to be one that has a good ceiling, but always seems to be on the mend, never seems to be on the field, which your best ability is availability. Yeah. And I think another reason for this is maybe it's not as talented, but the reason they're not as high, I feel like this this draft class is so quarterback heavy, so wide receiver heavy, and so cornerback heavy. 
Um, I mean, we have two cornerbacks in the top 10. I don't know the last time that's happened. Um, you know, a bunch of quarterbacks that we've had a receivers. They had a tight end up there. So it's just a very offensive heavy. And then you got the cornerbacks. So I think that's why the, another reason why the edge rushers are dropping a bit. Anyway, so the pick is in. It's got to yeah. be Devontae Smith. It's got to be. Oh, boy. Let's see what it is. He's saying it. And. Devontae Smith. Yep. You yep. nailed it, Nathan. Devontae Smith. I got the team right. I didn't think they could have traded up for him, but it's there. So, what was that? The 11th pick? That was the 10th pick of the Our draft. Our 10th pick. So, Devontae Smith. So, 10th. All right. So, Greg gets two, right? Because we were just picked away. What did, did AJ have him anywhere? Um, I. I don't have that one pulled up. I just have yours and mine pulled up right now. So. Yeah, I'm looking up. Uh, just in case you're listening, I'm just letting <laughs> him know. Uh, he had him at 11. That was pick 10, right? So two, two. I got three since I picked the Eagles. And Nick, you had him going to the Giants? Yep, so I got two as well. Two as well. I, I, I got the <laughs> – squeezed out three points there. Yeah, I just – so you know – I also think about this. You look at a player and be like, this is kind of weird, but like, what what uniform do they look best in? It's like Devontae Smith in an Eagles uniform. It's, it's fit for me. You know? It fit for me. Who are they comparing him to? Calvin Ridley? No. Deshaun Jackson. Come on. His route tree, him and Rager, I feel like are very similar receivers. Uh, speed, I'm not... I don't know what the times were, but just watching the route tree, they're shown for the highlights for him. It seems very similar to what Jalen Rager mm-hmm. does. A lot of wheel routes, a lot of plants or rolling it, rolling routes inside. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how it works out. And, and that might be the wide receivers we've always clamored for. I know Jalen had a rough start with the shoulder injury last season and didn't get out until about midway through the year. And by then, um, the wet's, the Wentz debacle was going on at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I still think we sold on him a little too soon, but obviously there's things going on beyond behind the scenes more so than we'll ever be privy to, which is fine. I mean, yeah. Um, I was going to say, Oh, so I guess if there's anything I could take away from this, and feel good is, Oh, the, um, bear, the bears trade up now. So the giants lost their guy and Justin the Fields, Justin Fields, they're getting Justin Fields. I know it. I called this one. If they get Justin Fields, baby, booyah. <laughs> I'll feel good. You know what? That's what really sucks because I only get three points for that. But just nailing, nailing the team with the player, I feel like I should have I changed the um, scoring. Nailing the team with the player should have been way more of a higher value, mm-hmm. you know? But whatever. It is what it is. Um, what was I going to say before I got distracted by that? Um, oh, the one thing I can walk away from this, unless Fields goes to Chicago, is um, that I, I the one thing I got right was how these young quarterbacks got paired up with their former wide receivers at their colleges. Um, I so Smith, Waddle, and, and Chase to their respective quarterbacks, and um, I think because the the game is so much more like the college game now, I I feel like that's a very smart move for those teams, and they obviously probably talk to their quarterbacks, be like, yeah. Please, you know, get bring these 
bring these wide receivers in for me. This is my, this is my comfort zone. I need, I need that. So, um, I feel, I feel, I just feel good about myself about that. So, um, anyways, it, um, I mean, Chicago, Chicago's going quarterback here, right? They have to, I would imagine. I couldn't see why they would move up that many spots to go anything, but that position. I, I mean, they, they were down pretty far and they're thinking, you know what? Maybe they're looking. I had Saints jumping up to the Giants, but they're probably thinking in the back of their mind. If we got a couple quarterbacks off on the board after the top ten, maybe maybe we can jump up there because we can offer something. Maybe they have one in mind. I think they go Fields. Do you think they go Field or Jones? Um, Chicago system. It's Nagy's gone. So, oof. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. They did go with Andy Dalton, but I always felt like Andy Dalton was that backup because they thought they were going to get they were going to get Watson now at Houston until everything started coming through the pipeline. So I, oh, if they were going to go with Watson, I feel like Fields would be the person they do end up picking. Oh, they're Fields is it? They're all out of the living room. Do you see that? Uh, I'm not watching ESPN, so no, I didn't. Oh, they're all gone. They're celebrating somewhere. It's got to be Fields. And they're coming back. Yeah, he just got off the phone. It's Fields. He just got off the phone. Justin Fields. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in. It says the pick is in. They're all coming back to the living room. He just moved the phone from his ear and put it on the table. <laughs> if it's not Fields, man, I'm going to be broken. <laughs> um, that was yeah. like my late scratch. I had... Well, I had I had him drop into 20 to the Bears. Man, last two mocks I've done, I've had New England taking him, but looks like it was not meant to be. No, they're not. They're not getting feels. They're not trading up, man. That's well, not I what never, they do. I they trade thought, down. They don't never, trade up. In my initial mock, I never had them trading up. I had fields going down to them. Yeah. It's just not the Belichick way. I've, I've lived the Patriots too long in my life. <laughs> what does Rob say? Uh, Dalton loses. Oh, Dalton loses again. <laughs> oh, come on. You were just making fun of him for making your life miserable 14 years. <laughs> he's a good man. He's just he's a backup quarterback, though. It's you gotta go with fields. So I I mean, I, I'm just gonna mark it in. I'm gonna purchase put the, put the, <laughs> the numbers in. So you who where did you have fields going? Uh, uh I'm not seven no for that. Yeah. No points. I don't think anyone is. Greg didn't. Um, AJ had him at seven, so no one else got it. So, um, oh my gosh, I got to see what the total is because we have one more pick, right? Yes, one more pick for the contest. Yes, yeah, for for that contest, we have our own for all thirty-two. Oh yeah, Greg's gonna win. <laughs> He's already got forty-four <laughs> points. Dang it. I have 35, you have 36, AJ has 37. So I can get, well, see, I can only get three here. No, I can't even get three because I don't have Cowboys picking here and I already have Pursertain be, oh, but I, what I could get if I, no, because Smith's already taken. So I can't get three points there. I can't get Sertain because he's not going to go to the Cowboys. So the best I can do is, Cowboys, they go with Slater or Parsons, right? I would think they would go with Parsons at this point, but we'll see what happens. Did they pick Fields? 
Uh, he's talking right now, saying a lot. Oh, of they're stuff. doing some promotional thing. Yeah. Oh, they're do- talking about pandemic efforts, so he's reading off about what the NFL is doing and stuff. Again, no closed captioning. My TV's muted, so I don't have too much feedback going on. So, <laughs> Might as well. So, congrats, Greg, if you're listening. Um, you get to join our show. We, we need to know how you perfectly guessed the first eight picks. Um, that's pretty impressive. When I mean, did he submit his? I would be impressive as before that um, Bridgewater trade. I don't know. Actually. Bear selection. Um, Carlos Nelson's reading it off. Justin Fields, you nailed it, Nathan. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't too uh, dramatic, but I figured I might as well. No, dude, like, no one projected this. I feel good about this. No one projected Justin Fields going to Chicago. Nobody. Yeah. I, I'm going to lose this competition, but I won the draft. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that. I'm not even a Justin Fields fan. I don't know if Justin Fields won this draft in the end. Uh, I don't know. Okay. The Bear- the Bear- Mac Jones? Okay. The fact that Mac Jones is left on the board. Does he go to New England at 15? Yeah, I, I'm with Rob and you. I think Mac Jones does go to New England. They take it just based on oh, the yeah. best available player. If they don't go with him, I could see them trading down and letting someone else come up like a Washington or something like that. But I don't know why Washington would really oh, jump up those. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, Washington could get him too. I think it's Washington New England at this point, right? It's got to be. <laughs> Who knows though? Like maybe Saints jump up and grab him. I mean, that could be. Yeah, that could. Steelers? Yeah. What about Steelers? Uh, I don't think they they don't. I don't think Ben is accepting of that. He's kind of like that um, old dog when you bring a puppy around that will bite its head off. Like I don't think that would be a good. Company. Yeah, uh, I hope maybe the Browns shouldn't get move off Baker Mayfield. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Steelers just re-signed Mason Rudolph, so that tells you how much they're worried about making Ben happy. But yeah, I agree with Rob. I feel like the Bengals did do just the Dalton for quite a few years. I have a I have a close friend that's a huge Bengals fan as well, and he always felt like Dalton was kind of ruined after that ACL injury, and they just didn't do a whole lot to build it back up to help him out, the kind of belt to keep him in that starting position, of being confident in what he had around him. But let's be honest: did we think Dalton was going to be that? The, I mean, he went to four playoffs. Oh, right thumb, not ACL. My bad. I Oh, Carson Palmer. I did, that's what I was thinking of with the ACL. You're thinking Carson Palmer. Um, yeah, I was thinking Carson Palmer. My bad. I think Andy Dalton exceeded my expectations in Cincinnati. Now, obviously, I'm not a Cincinnati fan, so I don't have like that um, fandom interfering with that. But I never was thought high of Andy Dalton in my life. and um, But the fact that he went to... You know, a good handful of, of playoffs. I thought he exceeded expectations, but it sucks that he didn't win any of them. Of course, um, but that's just my opinion. I'm sure Rob probably disagrees. Yeah, my bad. I, I was thinking Carson Palmer. That's who I was thinking of when I was saying the ACL. 
We have a we have a new we have a new uh someone new joined us. The only crazy lady entered the live studio. <laughs> five playoffs, Rob. Five playoffs in a row. I mean, listen. As a Dolphins fan, I don't think they've been to five playoffs in my entire twenty nine years on this earth. So it could be worse. <laughs> I I cannot complain as an Eagles fan in my lifetime of the success they had in my time on the surf, so I will not comment. Yeah. The pick is so, in for Dallas. So I think they go Micah Parsons. I'm hoping so, so I can get some points here. If they don't I don't I get Slater, any so. I hope well if they go Slater I get two. It doesn't matter. For anyways, for me, but I think well, they go Michael I'm Parsons. I'm looking at you and I at this point. I've already accepted I lost the other one. <laughs> if so, Greg will get another two points if they pick Michael Parsons. He's just rubbing it in at this point. That's okay. Victory laps are always fun when you're the That's one. That's right. Slater, uh, AJ will get five. He picks Slater. Oh, he only get three though because he had the Eagles pick him. Yeah, I yeah. I think Parsons in the end, but offensive tackle wouldn't surprise me in this position, Rob. I definitely think one of those two positions need to be addressed. I feel like Dallas has more of a need on the defensive side, but I wouldn't be shocked if they decided to go offensive line. Like Nathan said before, some of these offensive linemen didn't have higher draft grades than a lot of the players that went before them. So them trading back just makes sense to get more value from their pick. I think Michael Parsons here is a steal. I think he's he's dropped way lower than what he should have. They have to go defense. Look at this. 473 points allowed, most in franchise history. 158 rushing yards allowed per game, 31st. Five yards per rush allowed, 30th. Linebacker. That's what you get. Got to fill. They, they clog up the holes in the rushing game. Yeah, Michael not Parsons. To, not I feel on Michael Parsons. Ill, yeah, not to speak ill of the retired, but... I I would wager to say he'll be on the field more than Sean Lee was in his career. Just Sean Lee, every time he seemed to come back, he always had another setback or had to yeah. go off or something else. You got to replace Sean Lee. You got to Penn State linebacker. Just it feels it feels so perfect. I'm liking this guy's jacket or this person's jacket. I guess I assume it's a guy, but I can't tell with the mask. You should get one. I don't think it's in my budget. Looks like I can get a thrift shop. Well, guys, I mean, this is our last pick. We're gonna we're gonna sign off. Uh, it's been fun, man. Yeah, we'll we'll have a little uh, reaction to this and see. Sure. What's going. Yeah, yeah, we'll I, I we'll enjoyed it. And it's yeah, it's been one of the drafts in many years I've really been interested in and trenched in. The last one I was really hyped up about was the Reggie Bush, Vince Young, Mario Williams draft. I was like super into that one. And When you make mock drafts, it's like filling out a bracket for college basketball. When you make something to predict it, you get so much more into it. So when I, you know, we have a mock draft, it's like I'm ten times more interested in it. So, all right, let me know when Michael Parsons get picks gets picked. It's Michael Parsons, I think. I was trying to read this up. Yep, Mark Micah. Knew it. 
I like this. I mean, I like this. We should have this like online or like live betting of like after you kind of see things go. But all right. Well, I don't get any points for that, unfortunately. But um, you get what? Two. Two. I don't get an extra bonus point for having the. No, you get three. Nice. Because you picked him in the spot. You picked him 12th overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get three points for that. Um, let's see here. Parsons. I don't know. If, AJ, did he have? AJ didn't have Parsons, so he doesn't get any points. Greg, he had Parsons going 11, so you get two points. Or does he get one point since it was two picks away? Who? Uh, Greg. Does he Greg only- gets he gets two points. It's one pick oh. away. He picked. He had him at eleven, didn't he? Oh, well, yeah. Okay, I got you. I can't see. And he it. got picked at twelve. Yeah. So and zero. Okay. So final scores. Last place, yours truly, thirty-five points. Third place, AJ, thirty-seven. And with that three points, you got you pass AJ and got second, Nick. But Greg's your champ. Getting the first eight picks correct. Unbelievable. Um, four or four last five. And then, or four, uh, yeah, three last. No, the last four, he didn't continue that streak. But um, still impressive. 46 points out of a possible 60. That's really good. So, um, so Greg, if you're listening, um, the invite's out. You can join our show and let it break down how you totally dominated this mock draft. Uh I'll send you a note either way um, so we can get that set up. But we're, we're excited. I hope you can join us <laughs> because we need, a, we need a guest on our show. Yep. And thanks, Rob, for being a part of this. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, wishing us luck there. And, um, yeah, we're, we're hoping for the best. We, we certainly love what we do here. And this is our first <laughs> our first try as a, a doing it live. So, um, it's to be fun, but, um, anyways, what are a couple takeaways before we wrap this up? Um, like we were saying, leading into this, when we were convinced it was going to be Micah Parsons, the Cowboys are sharing up the middle of that line. Jalen just, he, he needs someone out there with him. He's very inconsistent. Hopefully Micah can get some help, get that line back in core a little more sure. So they can hopefully address the secondary later in the, draft but the big thing is Dallas is starting to address those needs to make them or just to make the NFC East a better contending playoff team hopefully I mean whether I I want the Eagles to win the division hopefully but if someone's going to win the division we need to be above 500 yeah (laughs) um yes I mean Dolphins went 10 and 6 and missed the playoffs so the fact that you're looking at 500 (laughs) that's you're very lucky um I guess overall I'm it's just um, I, I I liked how these quarterbacks got matched up with the receivers in college. I, I love that strategy. So I'll be keeping an eye on those three t- teams, which which is kind of funny because it's uh the, the the three guys truly involved in this podcast. Rob, our our our, our uh, that joined our chat here, <laughs> and uh, um, and then obviously me being a Dolphins fan, you being an Eagles fan, you know. Um, and he and Robbie and our Cincy fan, you know, it's just kind of neat there. But um, 
I, I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be successful for all three of those teams. And I like what Chicago did and got Justin Fields. They need to. They they I think they're had they had their eyes on Watson, but with everything going on, that didn't work out. They had to do something because that GM and that coach, they're on the line now, right? They're they're um their their career uh, you know, at least there is on the line if they don't figure this out this year. And Andy, I don't think Andy Dalton was going to be the answer there. So they needed to do something. And that's why I ultimately had Fields going to Chicago later in the draft, but that's where I had him going. So um, I'm really curious now where Mac Jones goes. I think Vikings, or I'm sorry, not Vikings, sorry. I think uh, Patriots, um, or I forget the other team. I think Saints is a possibility if they trade up for him. Um, so. It's just interesting to see Mac Jones drop, but especially when his two predecessors in Alabama both have starting positions in the NFL. Very good point, Rob. Yeah. And if my team traded for him in January and then all this came about, it would be beyond frustrating because of the capital you would have given up back at that time would have been enormous in terms of the number of first round picks had someone truly pulled the trigger because uh, Nathan, do you recall what they were asking for? I feel like it was four first round picks or something around along those. I lines. don't know what they're asking for. I, all I heard was like they were committed to Deshaun Watson, regardless. So I don't know. I don't think we we'd ever really know that stuff. But um, it's just yeah. I think I, I've never been a big Deshaun Watson fan, to be honest with you. Uh, I know that's probably a, a an unpopular opinion. I think he's he's too flashy he's too careless at times um with the ball i he just he doesn't seem very disciplined at the quarterback position and that, that's my own assessment own opinion but um because i was i was afraid actually the dolphins would trade for him i'm like don't trade for him but anyways but one one well, last question though here before we go and maybe rob maybe you if you want to jump in here go for it um where does aaron Rodgers play next year Ooh, that's a good. That's a excellent question. Oh, jump in, Rob, if you want to. Oh, okay. He says Green Bay question mark. I don't know if you heard the news, <laughs> Jeopardy. Yes, that's very true as well. <laughs> um, so he came out public basically saying he's not playing in Green Bay next year. Now that doesn't mean he won't, but he's never really done this before, and so. He could end up being in Green Bay or Jeopardy. <laughs> um, I have I have my guess, uh, but um, I have two scenarios. One's uh, what my brain says, and one's what my heart says. I don't know, Nick. Do you have yours yet? Um, I have. I guess you would say a flyer. This is no basis, um, but I could see. Maybe rumblings were about San Francisco doing it, but obviously they're not going to since they drafted their guy. So my flyer, and this is just me just kind of looking at it, seeing situations and stuff like that, not looking at contracts. Like, I don't know, maybe I'd have to know um, what Carr's contract situation is, but maybe Las Vegas. I mean, Gruden loves yeah. having those names. and that's a, good, that's a good team. But I, I don't think that's going to be the destination. I think he ends up still with Green Bay. I just think it's too much money to move, and it's just yeah. not going to happen. So, to me, I think there's two scenarios. My, what my 
Well, my heart, I'll do my heart first because my brain is what I'm probably going to finalize with. My heart says Miami. This is why. He just won the MVP. He's got three, four years left. Dolphins have five first-round picks. Well, it's too late at this point because they already used one of them. But we have five first-round picks next three years. Why not trade all of that for Aaron Rodgers? And literally be a Super Bowl contender like that. You have a top five defense. You have weapons on the outside. You have a, you have three really good running backs that run a running back by committee. You have a great coach. You're just missing the quarterback. You have no idea if Tua is going to pan out. You have no idea if your top five first round picks are going to pan out the next three years. But you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be good the next two years. You bring him on a team that's filled with talent. Do it. I think another possibility before I get to my final one is Denver. I think it's going to be similar to like Peyton Manning play four more years in Denver. Um, that's a Super Bowl ready team. In my opinion, they've got talent, um, but here's where my heart, here's where my ultimate decision is. I think there's going to be a three way trade between new England, between San Francisco and green Bay. Aaron Rodgers finds himself back in California playing for San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo finds himself playing in New England and Green Bay and we'll get a bunch of draft picks and I don't know, maybe Cam Newton or someone, but um, I, I I think that's where ultimately he's going to, he's going to be in San Francisco and, um, and Garoppolo will find his way to back to New England. So that's where my final guess lays uh, is going to be. So anyways, I like, I like Rob's suggestion of, Basically, history repeating itself where a Green Bay quarterback leaves the Green Bay franchise and joins a division rival, the Vikings. Like, Brett but Martin. he w- he went to Jets first before he went to the Vikings. Yeah, but still. Yeah, Slater went to Slater went to Chargers. I picked that one right. Can we just keep going, man? I got five points. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Uh, I would have jumped in front of y'all, y'all. But anyways, um, right, finally, r- real quick. Well, we still have our own competition between each other, so. Real quick, Super Bowl, way too early Super Bowl picks. Who's in the Super Bowl? You don't have to pick a winner, just who's in the Super Bowl. Um, well, with this Green Bay thing going on, that would have been a team I felt somewhat not confident about, but would have been a team I would have considered uh, Super Bowl, way too early Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs get back there because they're going to sure up the offensive line with their trade and they're making I feel like they'll make more moves to kind of build more depth into that offensive line because they learned the hard way they need bodies there. So I think the Chiefs find a way to get it all back in line, and they just find a way to win every time in terms of the AFC side. And then the NFC, I don't want to say Bucks. I just don't want to. Whether I they will or won't, <laughs> I just don't want to say them. Um, oh, man, NFC side. Ugh. As he's thinking, if everybody's in the live studio, go ahead and put your put your chat in. Who you think's gonna be in the Super Bowl next year? Yeah, the Bucks are stacked. I know. I'm. I'm just. <laughs> they returning all twenty two starters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being stubborn, honestly. I I really do think it's them. I'm just really trying to find a compelling reason not to pick them. But yeah, it, it has. To yes, be. they're way better than before. They got yeah. hot at the end of the year. They didn't even have the preseason with Tom Brady. He just needed the first half of the season of Forest preseason. They got hot and. Yeah. yeah, you can't so, be more of a fan, Rob. Yeah, it, it's going to probably be Tampa Bay, and 
I feel like Kansas City has the strongest chance of returning as well. All right. So here are my picks. I got the Bucks, but my AFC team. I can't believe I'm saying this. Cleveland Browns. Way too oh. early. Way <laughs> too early. Cleveland Browns. Anyways, I think we better leave it at that before I get crucified for that. <laughs> so <laughs> with that all being said, it was this was great. Thanks, Nick, for joining. Thanks uh, for all those in the live studio here and who listen live. It was a lot of fun. Um, I just want to Nick say, and I, if Cleveland, oh, I want to say if Cleveland does make the Super Bowl, I'm going to like like hide in a in a bomb shelter because I feel like Ohio is going to be like <laughs> I'm going crazy. They hosted the draft this year, so they, why not they, go to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, <laughs> so there here we go. go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this has been great. This has been fun. That's uh, yeah, I know, but <laughs> thanks, Rob. <laughs> um, it's been great. It's been fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Rob, for being such a great listener and joining in. We really appreciate that. Um, and thanks, Nick. And yeah, this will be a uh, posted and be a recorded episode as well, so you can come back and listen to our goofiness then. Uh, but with that all being said, uh, this is the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you all. Yep. Have a great night, folks. <laughs>